How should the entry to your house function? Should you have a mudroom? What about a guest bathroom? Where in the world should that go? We're going to discuss all of this today on the Home Design Academy podcast. Welcome everyone, my name is Chris Novelli from N3 Architecture based out of Hopedale, Massachusetts and welcome to the Home Design Academy podcast where I help people understand design and construction so that they can make better decisions on their projects and communicate more effectively with their architects and contractors. So today we're on episode number 26 of the Home Design Academy podcast and we're going to be talking all about how I go about designing an entry into a house or a building, including the mudroom, if you should have a mudroom, where it should go, and the guest bathroom. But first, I want to have you visit n3architecture.com if you want to learn more about me and the projects and the work that I do. And if you ever have a question, please feel free to reach out at any time. You can email me at chris at n3architecture.com. That comes directly to me. That's not signing up for any sort of email list or nothing like that. It's a direct email right to me, right to my inbox. So send me your questions and I can help you out with any problems that you're you're having with your project. And I could, uh, even if you want to suggest a topic for the podcast, I can, I would be happy to consider. All right. So the entry into your house, the entry sets the stage. It's the transition zone, not only from the inside to the outside, but from the public to the private. And the way that your house's entry is set up tells a lot about you as a person. It tells the people that are coming to your house what to expect. And if you're uh, an uh, open and public person, or are you more private and reserved? And so the sequence of arrival... From the street to the driveway to the walkway and then into the house. This sequence sets up this motion, right? And it is both site-specific and client-specific. Sometimes it's open and direct. Other times the entryway is set back and private. And then there's even other times when it's designed in such a way as to create a sense of discovery where maybe you're offered a glimpse of something and you have to turn the corner or move through a set of trees or around a a garden of some sort and then you're granted another view of something else and the destination is something that's teased and something that takes time to get through. Now, if your house is on a typical suburban lot that's, you know, 100 feet wide or 150 feet wide and the house is set 40 or 50 feet back from the street and you have a driveway and a front door, there isn't a lot that you can do, right, in terms of that entry sequence and the and the path of discovery. But there are some certain things that you can do to enhance that experience, whether it's through landscaping or trees or even the materials of the walkway. You can set the stage for that experience and make the entryway into your house something that is special or unexpected. So then as we move through the space to your entry door, is there 
a porch to sit on or do you have a roof overhead for protection for when you and your guests come in out of the rain or the snow or the bad weather or the wind? How is your front door designed? Is it open and inviting or is it solid and off-putting? What is the message that you're trying to say to people as they are approaching your house, as they're walking up to that door? Then finally, once they open the door, once they get through that threshold, what is the first thing that people see when they enter the house? Are you the type of person who wants something formal or are you informal? Is your family quiet and reserved or maybe you're a young family that has a bit of mess and chaos? Does this entryway open directly into a room such as a family room or a kitchen? And what does that tell you? What does that tell your guests when you open up into a specific room? And what about the stairs? Do you have a second floor level and where are the stairs located? Do you you know that houses with stairs that are designed that are open to the front door or open to the main hallway were originally historically designed to invite people up into the second floor level? And stairs that are turned around where the stairs are a little bit harder to get at and not as visible sends the message that that's the private zone and that's the private area reserved for the family. So what message are you trying to send? You know, is there a a nice view? Do you, do you live on a lake or an ocean or a river or can you see mountains or a nice valley or some farmland beyond? Whenever there's a nice view, one of the things that I like to do and I like to consider is opening up that view as soon as you walk through the door. So you come through the entry sequence, you open the door, and then you're presented with the view. Or you're presented with something that leads you to the view, that leads you to the final destination point within the house. And I think that that's a really powerful design move. And I don't think anyone really likes it too much when you open up the front door and you're presented with something, a small space that's small and dark. That really doesn't create a nice entry. The next thing I want you to think about and think long and hard about this is furniture and moving large objects in and out of your house, not only when you first move in, but throughout time. You want your entry door and your entry hallway and the sequence of spaces to be wide enough, to be large enough, to be able to bring in and out large pieces of furniture and be able to turn and maneuver these large pieces of furniture. So many times I see an entry that's just sort of a a leftover thought, a secondary thought, you know, and it creates these spaces or these hallways where you have to turn and angle furniture in a certain way. And maybe you it's so small and so tight that you can't even get larger pieces of furniture in and out. So really think about that. Really think about how you are going to get furniture in and out of your space, in and out of your house. And then finally, for finishes, I always go for something that's durable and waterproof. Tile works great in an entryway, you know, as does hardwood floor or a combination of both. Maybe you have a little area of tile flooring and then uh, uh, gives you the opportunity to get your boots off, your shoes off, hang up your coat, and then move into the hardwood floor area. And then oftentimes you might see a chair rail or a wainscoting in these areas and historically that's done to to not only cover up open joints but 
also to protect the wall. But of course, now that's just a metaphor for status. Okay, on to the mudroom. Now, some people love mudrooms, and other people, they just feel as it's inviting clutter. And I can really see both sides of that of that argument. You know, personally, I like having a mudroom. I have young children. They're in and out. They have shoes. They have boots. They have hats and gloves and sports equipment. And, and it all needs a place to go. And it needs to be convenient for coming in and out. But then there's the type of people who just say, well, these spaces just get junk thrown into them and it gets overrun with clutter and it doesn't look nice and it looks messy. Now, obviously, mudrooms perform the best near the entryway into the house. But you need to think about which entry would be used and at which time and by whom and how it functions with the rest of the house. Let's just say, for an example, you have young children and you have woods located behind your house and the kids like to go out there and play and get muddy. Does it make sense to have your mudroom up front near the formal entry? Well, probably not. And also, it probably wouldn't make much sense to have it near the rear of the house either um, because that's not where your guests are coming in. But maybe, you know, there's a way to connect these spaces and to control all that dirt and mud and and boots and shoes and sort of control where they go both from the front and from the rear now do you have a garage in your house is that the entry that your family uses most often you know when in that case maybe the mudroom should be closer to the garage and think about is there a way to connect the garage to the mudroom to the formal entry in that sort of three-part sequence if your mudroom is near the formal entry or the door that the guests would use when they enter into your house, what do you want them to see? Do you care if they see it you know, with coats and shoes all over the place or do you want to curate that view for your guests and have it be clean and tidy? And if you don't want your guests to see into your mudroom, what place are you going to give them to hang up their coats, to take off their shoes or to put down their bags? Now, what about all of those mudroom, cubby, locker areas that you see on HGTV where each kid gets a spot on the bench with a cubby and the hooks and the basket? Do those really work? Well, I mean, I guess that just depends on you and your kids. Now, personally, my kids... And I think most kids just end up throwing things everywhere in a whirlwind tornado of energy and then either their parents are left picking up later on or they're constantly telling the kids, go back and put your shoes away, go back and hang your coat up on your hook. So those mudrooms look great on HGTV. They look great on Pinterest and they look great in like these real estate photos, but Do they actually work in real life? And do you care if it's a mess and it's chaos? Or do you want that pristine photo image and selling the the emotion and selling the experience of of sitting in that mudroom cubby locker with your kids and tying their shoes? What do you like to do? Me personally, I always defer to simplicity and defer to ease of use, especially when kids are involved. If there's five extra steps, 
that your kids have to go through to put their shoes and their mittens and their hats in the their correctly labeled baskets, guess what? They're not going to do it. I prefer something simple, easy, and that way it gives the kids the opportunity to do it quickly. But no matter what, it shouldn't just have the curated HGTV Pinterest view of what the mudroom look like looks like it should actually have adequate storage adequate place to hang up coats for everyone and places for incidental items that you need to take in and out with you as you go finishes within the mudroom again we are talking about durability that is your primary focus durable finishes that are easy to clean easy to mop up so I'm always going to recommend some sort of tile within the mudroom for the flooring. You also have to think not only how is it going to look on day one when you move into your house, but how is it going to look 10 years down the road? Plan for that dirt. Plan for that mud. Plan for the grout lines getting dirty. Right? Are you going to spend your life scrubbing your grout lines? Probably not. So plan for that accordingly. And in terms of the entry location and sequence I always think that mudrooms work great if there are directly adjacent to the laundry area that way any dirty or wet clothes can just go right into the wash without tracking dirt and mud and anything else throughout your house okay now let's talk about guest bathrooms or powder rooms I actually love talking about the placement of the half bathroom, guest bathroom, powder room. So many different people have different opinions on this. And I think that this is one of the trickiest rooms to design in your house and the trickiest room to plan. So first off, let's talk for a little bit where I don't like to place this guest bathroom. Number one. I do not like to place it near the entry door or off of the entry area. Just think about having people come over to your house right after the bathroom was used. Do you want to open up the door to your guests or visitors and have the first thing that they smell be your bathroom? And I don't like it near the kitchen either. Again, think of the smells and where you don't want to smell them. I also don't like the guest bathroom directly off of the living room or family room again smells where you don't want them noises where you don't want them and now if your half bathroom or guest bathroom just happens to be off of the kitchen or family room or entryway most of the time it's fine right if it's just you and your family most of the time it's fine but it's when you have guests over when you have parties that is when you really notice the bad placement of these guest bathrooms and I have been at a lot of parties, and I'm sure you have too, where the guest bathroom was in some centrally located place, and all the party guests were right outside the door while you were doing your business. And it's just not a comfortable situation for anyone. Okay, Chris, well, you tell me that my bathroom can't be near the entry hall, it can't be near the kitchen, it can't be near the dining room, it can't be near the living room or the family room, and it can't be centrally located, so where do you actually place it? And again, this gets back to what I said before. Designing this location of this bathroom is a very tricky thing. And now every design is different, every floor plan is different, every family is different. 
But I like to position these guest bathrooms either around the corner or down a slight hallway from these main areas where it's still easy to get through, where they don't have to walk through private places, but where it's sort of hidden from view and hidden from smell. And if you're creative enough, maybe you can fit it in with the entry, mudroom, garage, laundry room sequence and put it into a place that's convenient to use but gives that buffer. The main point is nobody wants other people to see them going into or coming out of the bathroom. So, And that's just uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for the person going in and out of the bathroom and it's uncomfortable for the person who's watching you go in and out of the bathroom. So if you can arrange the spaces so there's no line of sight, everyone will be happier. That wraps up another episode of the Home Design Academy podcast where we talked about entryways, mudrooms, and doing your business in private. So I hope you learned something and enjoyed yourself along the way. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review on your podcast player of choice, and please visit n3architecture.com for more information. Send an email to chris at n3architecture.com if you have any questions for me. And thank you very much, and we will see you in the next episode. Goodbye.